I think you know what time it is. Yes, it's that time when all the savvy podcasters group up and form Napod Pomo. Do you have your story ready? I'm ready. Let's get into this. Napod Pomo, let's go. Can you believe it? We are on day 10 of this challenge we call Napod Pomo. That's one third of the way completed. Impressive. You can find so many great podcasters doing this Napod Pomo over on the Mega RSS feed found at napodpomo.org. Jumping right into our podcast news story, coming out of podnews.net. This article was written August 19th, 2018, updated August 7th, 2022. Written by James Cridlin. How to Understand Podcast Stats This is one of the most important things people should understand when they're podcasting. Statistics. This data, it is what defines most podcasts, and a lot of podcasters overlook the significance of this data. Let's get into the article. It's always nice to look at the numbers to see how your podcast is doing, but Podcast statistics can be confusing and complex. Here are some details about how the different figures work and how to read them. Downloads versus streams versus plays versus listens versus audience numbers. Let's get this out of the way first. To break into the article, I think this is very important for people to understand. Let's get back into it. A download is just a download of an episode. A stream doesn't exist in podcasting. A listen or a play is when we know a human being has pressed the play button. Total audience numbers cannot be accurately worked out from downloads. I think that's very important to understand because people get caught up in the numbers and you really never know who is listening to your podcast. So keep producing those great podcast people. Let's get back into it. In podcast analytics, no audio ever streams. The audio is always downloaded. We use the word stream to convey the action of pressing play on a podcast you've not downloaded yet. To a podcast hosting company, that looks the same as a download because it is technically. Audio can be automatically downloaded to your phone in case you want to hear it later. Or... Audio can be downloaded when a listener wants to hear it, a, quote, user-initiated download, unquote. 
Your podcast hosting company doesn't know if it's an automatic download or a user-initiated download. It just knows it's a download. No podcast hosting company knows whether a piece of audio has ever been listened to. A listen or a play. It can only ever know it's been downloaded. Podcast apps do know, but most don't share that data. And of course, if an episode has had 2,000 downloads, that doesn't mean it has had 2,000 listeners. Automated downloads mean a podcast may be downloaded, but never listened to. Or it might have been downloaded twice by someone. I want to add to this, you never know when your podcast is actually being played before an audience of thousands of people. So let's keep this in perspective when we think about our download numbers. How many podcasts are downloaded but never listened to? 13% of podcasts downloaded are never listened to. Here's how we know. In June and July 2021, some versions of the Apple Podcast app had a bug, which resulted in it not auto-downloading audio. Users didn't notice because when they hit the play button, the app downloaded the audio anyway. This bug caused a significant decrease in some reported numbers. PodTrack reported a 31% decrease in downloads from Apple Podcasts in July, and the other podcast hosts reported similar numbers. Since listening was unaffected in Apple Podcast, and since the loss of automated downloads meant 31% fewer downloads overall, it's therefore fair to suggest that 31% of automated downloads on the Apple Podcast are never listened to. The market share for Apple Podcast is about 40% of all podcast downloads, if almost a third of those downloads are never listened to, that would suggest that real market share for Apple Podcast for listens as opposed to download is only 27%. That may mean if a podcast episode has had 2,000 downloads, we can estimate 260, 13% of them, have never been listened to. Another data point, 32% of respondents to this UK survey says they listen to half their download episode or fewer. I find this article a very informative article and it sets things into the right perspective. I'm not gonna read the rest of this article I will leave the link in the show notes for this, and I highly recommend you going over and reading it. That will help you understand podcast metrics just a little bit better. As you can see, there is still a lot of confusion surrounding statistics 
and even what a podcast is versus a broadcast. Like Fireman Rich, he is a broadcaster and a podcaster. And really, they are not the same. When Rich goes live over on Twitch, he is streaming that broadcast. And that is counted as a stream. As a podcaster, really, it is a downloadable thing. The structure is different. So, you can be a podcaster and a broadcaster, but they are not the same. If you really want to know more about what a broadcast is, you should go check Fireman Rich out and look at how he broadcast live streaming on Twitch. It's kind of interesting. And it is a different way to get your message out. So go check out at Fireman Rich on Twitter. And that's just a different way to get your message out. Now let's jump over to Podchaser and chase us down a podcaster. So our podcaster for today is Michael Cloggs. He is the creator of Depictions Media. I was recently interviewed by Michael Cloggs, so we should have an episode coming up on one of Michael's podcasts. Also, I have him scheduled to be a guest on the Dead America podcast because... I love what Michael is doing. Also, his mission seems to parallel the mission of the Dead America podcast. He started Depictions Media, this podcast, January 21st, 2020. The latest episode was November 8th, 2022. The release period is daily. There is a whopping 973 episodes on this podcast RSS feed, and the average length is about an hour. Explicit? No. The order is episodic, and the language is English. All of Michael's podcasts are hosted over on Spreaker.com. I will share this link in the episode show notes. Now, to highlight our upcoming episode for the Dead America podcast, we are going to highlight James Hepner. His episode will release March 1st, 2023. James is the creator of the podcast Weekly Wins and Losses. This is a great podcast, and James is doing a lot of great episodes. Let's listen to a portion of our upcoming episode with James Hepner. James, I love the fact that you divide it into two stages of life. Mm. Really, that kind of boils down to what I've observed also, you know. And finding that fine dividing line sometimes can be difficult. But when you do and you finally divide your old self from to your new self... That is actually such a relief. It's it's finding gold at the end of the rainbow. 
And truly, I think that's when life begins, is when you start that phase two. Talk to us and tell us about how you discovered phase two and what was the boiling point that put you into phase two of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's nice. The boiling point, right? <laughs> yeah. We all want to know what was it, the thing that was a catalyst, a trigger, you know, we all get a little yes. closer to the, to the, uh, to the speaker. We're like, what was it? Cause, cause I think what we want to hear is <laughs> so where, so the listeners are being, so where am I within all of this? <laughs> right. Nuggets. <laughs> give us some nuggets and give us some treats, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're just coming for little hints. Um, you know, I'll be, perhaps begin by saying this, right. Stage one and stage two, are actually both, in my opinion, helpful parts of the journey. Unless I'd gone through stage one, I couldn't be at stage two. Now, so this is to the point. I like, like what you're saying. So it seems like you've entered stage two of your life, and this is where you're living even more fully alive. And you made room for even more. And so when you make room for even more, that means you leave room for, by default, the story you just went through, part one. Now, here's an interesting thing. I have two boys, 17 and 15 been married for 22 years together with the same woman for 27 and what's fascinating to me is I realize that my boys do different than I do meaning they're at stage one of life and I'm at stage two so if I'm not careful as somebody who models forward how I think life is to be I put them in a bad position because most of their life at, at their stage at 15 and 17 years old is about seeking to move their life forward through answer. So they seek to know, they seek to know, I know, I know, I know. Like my, my son and I went for a walk the other day and you know, I kind of noodle really deep into like uh, healthcare, health, I'm a biohacker, right? So I love it. So that's why they call me a self-help hacker. I go really deep, nuance, not to complicate, but to simplify. And so I go really deep and I study this stuff. Like I'm the guy that imports eggs from California. I live in, in Vancouver, Canada, because the, 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 you know, the chickens there have eaten no grain, no soy. They've been pecking at salamanders all year. So it's like these <laughs> eggs. And so this is what I do. Right. And I, and I study and I research and I watch my body and I watch the metrics of my body. And so we're walking and then rowing. my oldest son goes, dad, why do you do that? <laughs> and then I, I mean, he's asked me this question before. And so what I do is you know, how do you give a proper answer? So I'm like, well, I know he's not asking for the long because I could talk about this for two hours if you like, but I know we yeah. don't have a two hour yeah. walk. Right? <laughs> so, I, so I'm thinking, dude, just don't bore him to tears. So tell him like the short version, tell him, explain this in two minutes or less. So I explain it in really short term. And he looks at me and he goes, dad, just give me a second. So he stops, grabs his phone, <laughs> opens up the Google. In a minute, he has apparently done what it's taken me years to develop, which is the answer is the Google <laughs> says X. And I sit there and I just go, Rowan, that's so precious. I said, you and the Google, Rowan. <laughs> and what's interesting, instead of me going like, Rowan, you got a lot to learn. You got a lot to, instead of making me feel bad, listen, I know what he's trying to do. He's saying life is going along and I'm trying to find a way how I can buy my first house, perhaps own my first car, if that's even a thing in a couple of years, if you own a car or not. Get married, perhaps. I don't know if he wants to do this. But what I'm saying is go on a vacation. So much of what we collect, much of what we um, think that we need to own, which some things we need to own, we need to eventually buy our own t-shirt, buy our own pair of pants, because mom and dad won't do this forever. He builds that narrative around answers. He needs to get to the bottom of things. And so I need to leave room. I'm in stage two. I don't go to stage two so that I can make him wrong. I go to stage two to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I leave plenty of room for you guys to be there. And that's what has him and I not in a competitive space. 
you know? However, at the same time, if I reveal to him what stage two looks like, that means that I include what he's doing. And uh, again, I don't make him feel like he's losing track or he should be like dad. If, if, if anything, when he hits a major threshold in life, like I did, like my son was diagnosed, my youngest son, 15, Harrison diagnosed with high-functioning autism. When that happened, so to answer your question, the catalyst, when that happened, together with I was audited by the government, and I had the money to pay, I just didn't want to pay. Um, that's what put me over the edge, and that's what had to go, this is too much. This is too much, right? And when we see in life that things are too much, we all need role models that reveal to us what life actually is. I think, I don't know what your thought is, Ed, I think life is about stumbling forward. This is what we humans do. Who are we? Are we like Superman who doesn't stumble? The good news is that we get to stumble. And so Rowan, the oldest son, Harrison was the younger one, two years, he was three when I entered my journey. Um, actually, he was, he was two and Rowan was four, sorry. Um, the oldest son, I remember feeling so bad thinking like, he'll probably remember these moments. I'm not around. I'm sleeping all the time. But I think they need to observe what it looks like, that transition. To go from stage one to stage two, that line, it's a transition period. And sometimes it takes a breath, a hot second. For me, it took too long. Listeners, you don't need to suffer as long as I did. Because really what it's going to feel like when you enter that space is very destabilizing. And you're going you're gonna to move from gaining your strength from just answers like you do in the first half of life to now dipping into questioning and uncertainty. So instead of in the first state, you're doing it all for certainty and all for let's get this figured out. Let's get a house. Let's get a marriage. Just travel. Let's do these things. The second half of life, you still want those things, but in large part, you've accumulated much of that. So now what it is, is you want to play with the greater tensions of life. And if you want your lens of life to open further so you can experience a wider angle, you know, America, dead in America, America, in a large part, we stay dead if we don't mature forward. And when we penalize right. ourselves for being in that liminal space and being like, well, we shouldn't feel horrible. It's going to feel decentering, but actually the human being is strongest and recognizes it always builds strength and feels the best when it's slightly out of balance. Think about this. You as a human, listeners, if you take a step forward, do you walk like a kangaroo on both legs at the same time? Boom. You don't bounce forward like that. The human takes one step forward, one over the other. And so every time you lift your foot and move it forward, you're actually off balance. And strength comes when you're off balance, what we actually want. So that transition, it invites us to lean into the off balance part of life. And actually, the second stage of life is actually all acknowledging that every part of life, even the first half, is off balance. And it was kind of cute because we thought we were gaining stability, which we did to some degree. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, something came along and said, yes, that's the good news. The first half is over, my friend. The second half of life is coming. And you're going to be in the change room and the coach is going to be talking to you. You got to come out of the tunnel the second half. How are you going to come out? You can, you can delay the time in the change room. I was in there for two and a half years. It doesn't need to be that long. It can just be a moment. And it can be a moment where you're like, am I going to resist the threshold? Or am I going to lean into it in a new way? And again, anyone who's in that space, you're going to recognize it. Something's going to feel bigger than you've ever. And I mean, not just you're 12 years old and you turn 13 and your best friend Bobby didn't come to the birthday party. It's going to feel like this is beyond your limit. 
And when that happens, and oftentimes what I find is a few things hitting you at the same time. For me, it was audit. It was my son high functioning autism. It was me not embracing and, and being empathizing with my, or empathetic with myself. So when a few of those things transition and they come together, they create kind of this beautiful, and it's not a shit storm. It's actually a beautiful awakening to transition to the next thing, but it's going to feel so different from the first half. The first half, everything is about I'm getting closer to like the answer. So I take the Google and I say, eggs are bought for this reason. And dad, you're silly, <laughs> you know, and it's cute that he does it. Yeah. And it's needed because he needs to figure out not just how to get eggs, but he has to buy his socks, his t-shirts, his eggs someday. So he has to move along, which is, you know, which is needed. People from all around the world find James when their way of handling losses just no longer works. And when leaving 50% of life on the table is no longer an option, I highly recommend you looking James up and really getting involved with him. And that segues us right into my thought of the day, which is we all have wins and we all have losses. The way we handle them really matter. Figure out who you want to be and become that. And that is day 10 for a wrap. And we will see you right back here tomorrow for day 11 of Napod Pomo. Mm-hmm.